So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. Uh, my name is Charles McGill, your host. I'm so happy to have you guys with us. Uh, Eva, are you out there? I sure am. What's up? Awesome, awesome. Yes, we uh, have another exciting ex- ex- episode for you today. Um, just going to you know get right into it and talk about some things that are on our hearts and minds. Um, nothing heavy, of course, but you know, just just the reality of of how things are. Um, so for me, um, you know, I'll I'll start us off in you know right now. Um, me and my wife were working from home, and we have uh, one vehicle, one vehicle, the minivan, the Sienna. <laughs> Those are nice. They they are. We got the nice one too. This is actually our, our second one that we got. Um uh, we first got um an SC um SE edition. Um that has leather. It's supposed to be the sport edition. Um which was cool, but it, it didn't handle really well. And so when we got a chance, we leased it and we got a chance to renew the lease. Um and uh this time we financed it <clears throat> and we got an uh, XLE. Which is supposed to be more of the like a little, a little better, yeah, a little, <laughs> little nicer <laughs> steering. Sound fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is nice. It's nice. So we really, we really like it. Uh, but anyway, I, I was uh, right now. We're, we're at a place where um, you know things are um, are okay for us financially. We're 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 doing okay, and uh, we we pray that things will continue to to get better. Um, that is the hope. Um, and uh, one thing that I was thinking about recently because. Uh, my my two sons, um, they uh, well, in particular, my oldest one, CJ. He really, really loves cars. Mm-hmm. Like he loves cars. Uh, he's always talking about cars. Uh, his last birthday, his fourth birthday, we gave him like a cars themed uh, birthday party. <laughs> yeah. um, so he loves everything about cars. Talks about always going fast and, and everything. So anyway, we um, we got him on his third birthday. We got him one of those Mercedes trucks. Oh yeah, with the power wheels. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it is it is really nice. And he used to drive around. It had a, it was a and a Mercedes. It had a Mercedes, exactly. <laughs> trying to, you know, not the Jeep, not but the, the Jeep, Mercedes. The Mercedes, exactly. Uh, it was a Mercedes uh, truck, uh, GLC, I think, Any, uh, or something. One of those. And then anyway, um, he uh, his brother is a two seater, so his little brother, who's a year younger than him, would sit in it together, and they would drive around, yeah. and uh, one day CJ was, was being CJ and, you know, and, and <laughs> he didn't really want to drive his car anymore and he got out and, um, my wife was with him alone. They were walking together. Mm-hmm. It was her and the two boys. And so he refused to drive the car and it was, oh. you know, yeah, exactly. It, it's not a car you can like pick up and carry, right? You, you, someone you has can't to even push it. Like it's, you got to push the gas pedal for it to go. You can't even push it. Exactly. There's no neutral in there. Exactly. So and this at the time he was, uh, was he four or three? It was recent. It was semi-recent. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, my younger son, I think he was two at the time. So yeah, he was two at the time. He was like, well, I'll drive. Right. 
And of course, my older son was like, no way, right? Don't touch my car. Because he's he's been the only one who ever drove it, right? Um, but he was being, you know, not very nice to his mommy at that time. And so his mom said, hey, you know what? No, you're going to walk with me, grab my hand, and Malcolm's going to drive it. And now she didn't know whether or not Malcolm could drive it because he'd only been a passenger. <laughs> but he ended up um, getting in the driver's seat and driving home. And she said wow. he did an awesome job. And so I was like, I didn't know he could drive like that. <laughs> Shoot, I guess. he's been a passenger for a while. That's right. He sure, picked, he it picked up. up a few things. He picked it up. And so <laughs> anyway, long story short, when his third birthday came around, which was uh, in June for my youngest son, Malcolm, we were like, okay, we got to get Malcolm a car, you know, because so he can drive with his brother, right? And the thing is, I, you, I don't know if you, I don't know if your boys are super close in age, but About three years apart, three years. So, so mine's, so I have two sets. So I got, you know, my three oldest, which are all girls and one, the middle and the youngest are about one and a half years apart, about mm-hmm. two, almost two years. Um, and the, for my boys, they're like literally 15 months exactly apart. Wow. They have, they're both born on the 17th. So it's like exactly. What? Yeah, it is. Really <laughs> weird. <laughs> so anyway, we know that when you get something for one person, you pretty much got to get it for the other person. Yeah. And especially when it comes to cars with my son, CJ. So we decided we were going to get Malcolm a car mm-hmm. and I, we knew we had to get CJ a car too. <laughs> Even though he already had one, there'd be no way that CJ would would allow his younger brother to have a brand new car <laughs> that he couldn't drive. <laughs> He, but, he, okay, I don't even want to hear this story when they're like for real, sixteen and seventeen year old. Oh no, no! <laughs> By the time they're that age, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get them through this this phase. This is just a phase. I, I, I know it for sure. But we tried this before with tricycles. Like what happened was that my oldest son, you know, he just gifted his his old tricycle to his younger son. It took the new one, right? Oh, so the we younger were, ones always get the hand me downs. Yeah, exactly. We were afraid he was gonna do that, so we said, you know what? Let's just buy them both cars. Okay. That way we don't have to have this argument. They both get cars. Even though it's one person's birthday, Malcolm really looks up to his older brother. So he always wants his older brother to have everything he has anyway. Like they want to, you know, yeah. they want to share. So anyway, we end up buying them both cars. So I got them um, a black Mercedes coupe. Uh, <laughs> like like the same. Like yeah, the same. The same exact Identical. one. Okay. And they look nice. It's like the... it it. it it looks really cool. The, the The vehicle looks exactly like the real one. It's like an S sixty three. It's like a S class. It's fancy. It is not. It has leather seats. It's like a leather. Seat. I didn't even get a Power Wheels. I had. I got the car where I had to use my feet. Yeah, me too. That's the thing. I, I'm like low key jealous every time they drive because I always wanted one when I was little and never had one. And now they've already got you know a couple in the garage Mercedes out. So. Anyway, um, so they uh, they're they're driving and they're 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 doing really well with it, and it's been super fun to see them rolling around the neighborhood. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, look at them!" And, and they got their sunglasses on and they're chilling. And I'm just like, "Man, what am I doing right now?" Like, so my son is like, he tells me my favorite car is Mercedes. That bar pretty high, Dad. <laughs> exactly. He's setting He's it like, high. "Dad, my favorite my favorite car is a Mercedes." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." And he's like, "Daddy, when you." He asked me, he said, he said, are you going to get a Mercedes? And I was like, ooh. 
<laughs> That's where it all starts at two and three. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, long story short, no, um, to listeners, I'm not going to get a Mercedes. Not right now. Um, it's not in the cars. We're good with one car. And that's all we need right now. We got other, other goals, other plans right now. Um, but um, there are a couple ways to get Mercedes. And, and I'm sure Eva will talk about that one day. Because she's got a free one. We, we'll, we'll leave that alone, though. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing all this up was because, you know, there was a time, well, we kind of thought about it. Like, should we get a car right now? And if we do, what do we do, right? Do, do, we, do we lease it? Do we finance it? You know, what's the best way to go about this? Yeah, cash. Do we save up? Like, what? So, yeah. So that you know, what are your thoughts on that, Eva? Like, what 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 do you think are some of the the best ways to get a car? Man, one of my most favorite topics. And um, uh, there's so many things to consider when you're shopping for a car. But I would have to say to get started, like you need to know what your budget looks like. You need to know what your credit scores look like so that you can be prepared for when you do find the car that you want to buy, that you've got all of your ducks in a row. You know, fortunate. You know, I I learned a lot of financial stuff at a very young age, but when I bought my first car, I hadn't learned about buying cars yet. (laughs) I was 17, a, a new driver. I had been working at the mall for two years already and I was tired of walking and taking the bus. And yes, I was one of those kids. Rarely did I ever get dropped off. I had to take my way there. If I worked a night shift or if I got off at closing at nine, mom would pick me up. But I was like, okay, I think it's like I I have money and I've got a good job. I can support car payments and insurance. So let's go. And, you know, way back when... I had my eyes set on a Volkswagen Golf. It was a Volkswagen four-door hatchback. You know, that was like the thing back then. Yeah, I remember and, those. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was that or the Ford Escort. But I'm like, no, VW, like they got some cool cool little toys yeah. in there. And I, I don't know if Escorts have ever been cool. I don't no, know. <laughs> no. But a lot, of the, a lot of people were driving them back yeah. then. Like they were never cool, but people had them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> So I just remember as an uneducated young adult, I had, I had it in my mind that, okay, my budget is $300 a month. Like if we can get the car payment less than $300, then we're golden. Not even thinking about how much the car costs, not even thinking about, am I taking a loan out on it? Am I leasing it? All I knew was I was young. I could afford $300 a month. I was tired of taking the bus and walking to work. And I knew I didn't have credit. So mom, can you help me? And um, at a young age, you know, I didn't know what credit was. I, I, I didn't know how it played a part when purchasing a vehicle. All I know is I was young. I didn't have credit yet because I'm only 17, but I'm sure mom does. And lo and behold, like I never had this conversation with her about credit or what that means. She was like, I'll just help you get the car. And long story short, I ended up leasing the vehicle because 
when you lease a vehicle depends on your transaction. In my transaction, if I would have financed the vehicle for five years, my payment would have been crazy high, like $450 high. But if I leased the vehicle, because you're only paying, you know, dependent on your lease, mine back then was two years of lease payments at $302. That's all I heard. And I'm like, that's more, more affordable than financing it. I'm going to take this deal because I wanted the car that bad. And nobody was telling me that is not a good decision. <laughs> Granted, I got the vehicle. Then I'm like, cool, I'm going to change the system. I'm going to put some rims on it. Like, <laughs> you know, 17, you're going to do, you're going to tint the windows. Nice. Rude and did, awakening. And did you do that? Rude awakening. When you lease a vehicle, I did not know you are renting the vehicle. It is not even yours. You cannot modify That's it right. in any way. I wanted to do a muffler system, make it roar, all of that. Okay, you just trying to trick it out. Nor yes. nor nor cow style. You were trying to <laughs> <laughs> yes. from the bay. That's yes. right. <laughs> and little did I know you can't modify a vehicle that is leased because it's not yours. You are literally renting the vehicle. For X amount of time, my heart was crushed. I was so upset that I'm like, I don't even want this darn car. Like, I can't even do what I want with it. But I signed a contract. I knew my mom's name was on the line. I'm going to do right by this. And sure enough, I made those lease payments for two years. And then what happens at two years? Now you have the choice of giving the car back getting another car or paying the balloon payment to keep the car. Now me, after driving the car, after making all of those hard earned working payments, I'm like, there is no way I'm giving this car back. I don't care how much it costs me. One other thing that they don't tell you, well, at least they didn't tell me as a 17 year old wear and tear mileage usage comes into play. So when it went time to turn in the vehicle, if I wanted to turn it in, I'd be paying $5,000 in overage on miles that I said, you know what? I'm just buying this darn thing and, and learning a lesson mm. behind. I don't think I'm ever going to do this ever again. <laughs> yeah. 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 But was it expensive? Yeah, for me, because I had no clue what the difference is between financing or leasing or even financing at what interest rate. Like they told me 450. I didn't ask like, well, what was, what's the interest rate on it? Yeah. Well, that's, that's an interesting thing too. Uh, Cause I think that with, I remember when I was looking to purchase a vehicle, you know, when I was younger, I've, I've purchased tons of vehicles in my lifetime, <laughs> just too many. Um I remember my dad asked me because he used to be a car salesman and I actually did it for like a couple of months, a long time really? ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least. <laughs> but he told me this is the same line that I used to tell customers. And, and he told me this as, as advice for his son, which wasn't unfortunately, well, anyway, I'll just say what it was, but he would say, you know, if you can get what you want at a payment you can afford, then it's a good deal. 
That was it. Like, don't worry about all the other stuff. Like, <laughs> like, and, and I, and so I didn't, you know, that was a long time. That was kind of how I went into it. Like, you know, I didn't care about the interest rate. I didn't, that, none of that made sense to me. Like I, I didn't want to have to figure it out. It was just like, I, I can afford this amount. Yeah. And I want that car. If you can make right. that work, do and your magic. All the dealerships are going to make that right? work. If you can make that work, and I'm using, for those who can't see, I'm using the air quotes. If you can make that work, then, <laughs> you know, let's, let's make a deal. And, and that's, that's like, that's like the, for, for a car sales person, a dealership, that, that's like music to their ears. You, you tell them, you walk in there and you tell them what you want your payment to be. Oh yeah, they're like done, sold. What do you want? Pick exactly. any one of these cars. We got you. <laughs> exactly. Wow. And here's the thing about it is, you know, I don't think people always know. Like, say for example, they're like, okay, I'm not, you know, maybe I'm I'm unsure about what my credit can really get me right now, and I'm not I'm yeah. not comfortable negotiating with um, dealerships. It makes me uncomfortable. Like, you maybe this is how they're feeling, right? It's hard. Yeah, it's it, it put a lot of pressure I mean, I on you, right? I, I, I like the challenge. Like, I like all all of my cars. Like, I've done negotiated down sticker price. Like, I'm like, let's go. You want to make a deal? Let's see who wins. I, mean, I did that on my last one, but I'll be <laughs> honest. Like, even though I knew they were going to make me sit in there for three, four hours. Oh, my gosh. I was like, it, it's always hard for me. And, and, and the last couple of ones, I kind of, I got a little weary. Um this most recent one though, the Sienna. No, we got it. We did good on this last one, but the ones before that, man. And I knew they were going to run that play on me. I knew it. I was like, man, you're not about to go do this and that. I understand the whole like math. You like this little T chart. Like I would do it for them. Like I knew them. I knew how to do it. But also, the disadvantage that I had, which is what I what, what I want to kind of get the listeners to understand, the disadvantage that I had before prior to maybe my most recent purchase was that I didn't know the power of my credit score. Mm. I didn't know the leverage that I had. I, I had no yeah. clue, right? Um, yeah. I didn't know what it could afford me or what it couldn't afford me. The mm. only thing that I knew was that if I had a certain amount, I could get, I could get the car, but I didn't know like, you know, how much it would be. Like all of that was kind of hazy. And so, you know, I think for a lot of people, you know, they're in that position. They're just like, hey, I just need a vehicle and I wanted to be able to afford this and I like this one. So if we can make that work, reliable, it work. reliable, let's throw in reliable vehicle. Reliable, yep. Yeah. And I don't know, but that's to, to me, that doesn't sound like the right approach. No. Right? Because I think what people don't understand is, is that, you know, based on your credit, the same payment you're making could afford you a variety of cars. Yeah. You, you know, you could spend $500 for a bucket <laughs> or $500 for a Mercedes. The $500 is the same. Yeah. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Right. And the difference is typically is your credit. Have you, have you seen that? Um, I know you help a lot of people with their yeah. credit. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's information changes situations. Let's put it that way. You know, I've, I've had, you know, clients come to me with, and this is crazy, 
but I have clients come to me with a very good credit score. And as I'm reviewing their credit reports, just to give them an analysis, I look at their auto loans and I can easily tell based on payment, based on loan amount, how long they've had that loan for, whether or not that interest rate is at a good interest rate or not. And there's a lot of people out there that had really good credit scores that are paying way too much in interest. And there's always the same common denominator. And the common denominator is, and I kind of guess it, like after years of doing this, I kind of guess at it. And I tell them, I'm like, were you at a point to where you had to make a decision right then and there to buy this vehicle? Like maybe did your old vehicle break down and all you know is you need to go to work the next day. So I need a car and I need it at this payment. And all of them say, yeah. And it's, it's being under pressure and uneducated that allows us to make not so smart decisions but because we're under pressure and we got to provide for our family or or get to you know get to work take the kids to school or daycare whatever and you have nobody else to rely on those are the people that that unfortunately get taken advantage of and I, I would hope that the dealerships and those people wouldn't gouge people. I mean, I don't know if they get commissions because of a higher interest rate loan or what, or if it's just commissions off selling cars, but all I know is that ain't right. Therefore, it's up to us to get that information, know what our credit scores are so that we know what we're worth. I know my my credit scores is 700. I should not be paying more than a 2.99% interest rate. And if you try to get me something different, I'm walking away from the whole transaction because I know you don't have me as a priority. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. Yeah, and I that that actually happened to me. I when I the um, when I got my uh, Chrysler three hundred a few years back, I had vowed that I would get a, a principal car. Um, you know, I wanted to, to feel. I wanted one of those too. I those wanted to feel like a boss. And spacious, <laughs> and they look like you can just kind of like cruise. Oh man, yeah. no, it was a beautiful it's car. Smooth. I really missed that car. It was uh I got the the 300C, so it was the the top of the line with the leather and the wood steering wheel and, and the, the Hemi. The Hemi, oh yeah, yeah. I had the Hemi in it too. So yeah, even though it looked like it, an executive nice vehicle, if you challenge me, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So oh, it yeah. was um, it was a really cool car, and I remember at that time I had a really really good credit score, and I knew I was in a good financial position, and I and I went in there because I saw they had a promotion you know, for a lease. And they said for qualified customers. And I remember looking into what, what qualified meant. And it meant that you had to have a certain credit score. And I had that score. 
And I remember I went into the dealership and they did the whole thing and, you know, I test drove the car and they sat me down and I'm like, guys, let's just, let's just get it together. Run my credit. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Cause I was very confident. Right. And I came and they came back and they said, okay, um, so yeah, man, you know, um, we definitely can get you in the vehicle, but you know, we're going to need X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no. And they're like, what do you mean? No, you thought you said you wanted the vehicle. I was like, yeah, I do want the vehicle, but I don't need to do any of that. I was like, yeah. I know my FICO score. That's not like I'm, I'm, I'm considered a qualified customer. So yeah, we need to go ahead and run that promo. That's what we want to do. You better go find a manager real quick. <laughs> And the guy was like, oh, you know, well, you know, try to give me, I said, no, dude, I've already like, I've done my research. Like I know what it is. Yeah. Um, and so another hour or so, you know, come back and still the run around another excuse. I said, let me talk to your manager. So end up talking to the uh, sales manager and, um, and, you know, basically just put it down and said, this is what it is. This is what I have. This is, this is what I know. Um, and so either we're doing this or I'm walking away. Yeah. And um, long story short, they went and talked. So I'm talking to the finance manager. <laughs> and then next thing I know, okay, Mr. McGill, we're good to go. Like, and I was just thinking to myself, I was just like looking at my wife. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Because had I not stuck to my guns and right. knew like this is what I qualify for and I know this. Right. I could have easily succumbed to, you know, paying more unnecessarily. Yeah. Because I actually, you know, they did, you know what they do? You know the reason why they have you wait so long? So that they can sell you on extended warranties? Well, that's, that's in finance. Yeah, that's, oh, that's okay, when you okay, get okay. to the finance part. No, before you get there, uh-huh. the reason why they have you sit so long uh-huh. is because they want you to fall in love with the car. Makes you sense. You drove it. Yeah. You're thinking about it. You're imagining it. Going tomorrow, it's like it's like having you, you know. Can you can see it out the window. You can like see it out the window. Name. They park it right there in front of you. you <laughs> they know? do that on purpose. They, they, they park it like exactly. right in front of it's, the place so that you can be like eyeing it. Like I'm exactly, <laughs> exactly. They want you to make an emotional decision. You know, not yeah. to be fully, you know, like aware. And so, yeah, but I mean, so so tell tell the people about like how how important it is to get the interest rate that you deserve, like. It, it is so important that it could literally be worth another car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what do I mean by that? Um, perfect example. I had a client, single mom. Her car broke down. She needed a new car. She goes and buys a car. And it cost her $13,000. Mind you, she had no credit. So not that she had bad credits. And showed signs of like unpayments and lates. She had no credit because one, she's a, she's a young adult and two, nobody taught her how to build credit. So, you know, she goes in and she doesn't have credit and they tell her, you, you don't have credit. So we need a co-signer. Not, you don't have credit, go build credit, come back in three months. They're not going to say that. We need a co-signer if you want a car. So she brings in mom. You know, what, what do our kids do? We call mom. Call mom or dad. Um, Long story short, she buys this vehicle for $13,000. And two years later, $13,000, her payment is $475 across seven years. 
475, seven years at $13,000. I'm like, your interest rate has to be 20 something percent. She was like, I don't even know. Mm. Now, granted, fast forward time, she comes to me and I see this auto loan on her credit report. It's helping her build credit, but she needs more. There's other factors that go into the credit score to make it rise. So the first thing I do is besides coaching her on how to build credit and how to get her to the 700 club, uh, the first thing I ask is, what is the interest rate on your car loan? She had no clue. All she knew is she needed a car at that time. Single mom goes to work, has some kids. I, I need to provide for my family. So long story short, after seven years of paying 475 at 20 something percent, she would have been paying $35,000 for a $13,000 vehicle. Wow. That's a whole nother car. That's mm -hmm. maybe even two other cars. And she had no idea. So, you know, I educated her and I literally wrote it out in her, in her game plan. This is what it's costing you. Our goal is to get your credit score to X so that you can refinance that car and get that interest rate lowered. Like that is first priority because yeah. we don't need you paying $35,000 for a Honda Elantra. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the thing that trips me out so much is that you could, same vehicle, right? But you can refinance it yeah. and pay less. Yes. So my question is, you know, or it rises to the slogan. I don't know where it came from, but it's like, you could pay more, but why? Yeah. Right? You could pay more for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But why would you if you don't have to? Right. But right? See, a lot of people think that their options are limited. And they very well may be limited, but let's change that. Let's get some information so that you do have some viable options to choose from and not be limited to spending more money. What? Yeah. $35,000 for a Honda Elantra. I mean, no, no thing, no shade on Honda Elantras, but you could be rolling in a Benz or a, or, or a Mercedes or shoot, maybe even a family vehicle. For the Maybe same amount. For the same amount. And I, I think that's the important part that people need to hear. It's you're not paying more monthly. No. Like you're, there's the, the same amount of money is coming out of your pocket. Yeah. But because your credit is better, you're getting better options or better quality or something that's that's more um, reliable or satis satisfying overall. Yeah. Just yeah. Maybe a better fit for the family. Yeah. That's you amazing. Know? Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. You know, I, I think that, so I think, you know, part of that is because we, we, we did talk about the fact that we noticed that a lot of, the, a lot of times these decisions are based on desperation, right? Yes. Where it feels like your back is against the wall. You got to make a decision. You got to make a purchase. Mm -hmm. And those are horrible situations, right? And I think we've all been there at some point. Um, and, you know, some more than others, unfortunately. Um, but, there's there's something about I think when you can make that mind shift, when you you know, although your back's against the wall, 
there's, you know, there's a saying when, when one door is closed, another door will open. Right. I think that sometimes if folks focus on, you know, I need to get the best deal possible, um, that we may be able to be a little more innovative when it comes to our solutions than when we think that this is the only way. Right. right? And maybe it means sacrifice. Oftentimes that is what it means. <laughs> yes. Right. It's, it's some type and, of sacrifice. And, and let's talk about sacrifice. A lot of people put a dollar amount on sacrifice, but what if the sacrifice is just being patient to find the right vehicle and, and sacrifice is time. I mean, perfect example. The last couple of vehicles that I've bought, it took me months to buy. I granted I didn't need to buy a vehicle because the vehicle that I had was running perfectly fine, but we were looking for another vehicle, whether it be to upgrade as a family vehicle, maybe in my case, because I wanted a sporty vehicle because I never had a nice fancy sporty vehicle and it was my time. So that's what we're looking for. But even before that was a family vehicle. It was back then, it was a 2007 Chevy Tahoe. We had, um, I don't know what we had. We had a four-door sedan, like a Mitsubishi Galant. Like that's how far. First of all, I don't buy cars often. I only buy them like years later. So I've only like owned like four or five cars in my life. Oh, wow. So I don't buy vehicles just to buy them. Hence, I sacrifice, I research, and I really want to make sure I'm getting a good deal on a car. So I, I think I've only owned like four or five vehicles in my life. So we had a four-door vehicle, family grew, time to get into a Chevy Tahoe. And Chevy Tahoes, I mean, you know, brand new or gently used, you're still looking at, you know, 25, 35, 40,000 plus. I knew I wasn't trying to spend that type of money though. But I knew I wanted an SUV. I loved the shape of a 2007 and newer, you know, the body. And I knew I needed a third row seat. I would love if it had leather because I had kids, but I didn't really care. Like that wasn't a deal breaker. It took me eight months to find a good deal. Mm -hmm. Granted, we didn't need the vehicle, but I knew that if I wanted it, like, I'm not spending more than what I have to on a vehicle that I want, not that I need. So what do you mean by good deal? Just so people are clear. Like, what, do you, what were you looking for? So for me, and it's kind of weird. I mean, I don't know if anybody shops like I shop, but for me, I would do things like research. A lot of credit unions have like credit union car days where they sell their vehicles at low interest rates. So I would shop there. I would use back then cars.com. Now there's cargurus.com. I would go on Craigslist and I would just search 2007 newer Chevy Tahoe third row seats. And I would just search. And first I would allow me at least two to three weeks of searching to find, okay, what is the common denominator in pricing? right? Because they're all going to be priced around the same, right? So I give myself two to three weeks to look at the pricing, get familiar with the pricing. And not only that, I would search 100 mile radius. 
I have never purchased a car in my town that I lived in. It's always been far away. Why? They're cheaper when they're far away. Mm-hmm. So long story short, shopping around to get a good price, good price, in my opinion, I compare with Kelly Blue Book. So when I find a car and I look at the price, I'm kellybluebook.com, putting in the specs, is, is this vehicle priced correctly? Mm-hmm. And then whatever the price is, I'm lowballing them anyways. So we're going to knock it down a couple grand. So long story short, oh, and another thing is, is I never buy brand new. I have never bought a brand new zero miles car. Why? Because even if the car has a thousand miles on it, it's considered used, you will pay less for that car and it will have the same specs as the one with the zero miles. So back then, Chevy Tahoe, it was, the year was 2008. It was a 2007 I had been shopping for eight months. I kept seeing this vehicle pop up in my thread, pop up in my thread. It was in, it was in, um, in Roseville. Mm-hmm. Turns out now it was listed for about mm, 25,000. My mind works like this. If this vehicle is still on the lot eight months later, it's 2008, the year's 2007, but it was really manufactured in 2006. Why is that car on that lot for so long? And if I see that a car is on the lot for so long, I am really lowballing the deal because either one, they can't sell it because no one's interested. And back then, nobody was buying SUVs because gas prices were crazy. So the longer it sits, the more buying power you have. So sure enough, I called, make sure the vehicle was there. I said, I'll be there in an hour. I want to look at it. Showed up. Turns out the owner of the dealership, his son, was just driving it occasionally. So it was, you know, it was listed for sale, but not really, like nobody was looking for it. Long story short, short, because now my credit score is good. Now I'm educated. I bought that $25,000 SUV for $18,000. I was already pre-approved with my credit union. Yep, yep. Already pre-approved with my credit union at a 2.99% interest rate. I showed up with my pre-approval letter and I'm like, look, this is what I'm offering. I'm already approved. If you want to get rid of this vehicle because you're not using it anyways, it's taking up space, I'm here to buy. Sure enough, that was my fastest transaction. Less than two hours in and out. Nice. So why did you, how how did you, so I know a little bit about, uh, Chevy's. I used to sell Chevy, so I know a little bit about this. But why did you choose eighteen thousand to to offer them for the vehicle instead of? It was a magic number. Oh, you just okay? Because <laughs> I I was gonna no. say because they typically Chevys, especially used Chevys, mm-hmm. from what I remember, they're they're marked up quite a bit. They are. They There's a lot are. of room. They have a yes. lot of room to negotiate, yes. and sometimes like they have like their profit is built in like. Yeah, like maybe their their wholesale price, like the the cost for the dealer, was maybe eighteen thousand. Maybe that was there was that that was their lowest possible number for them not to take a loss. Yeah, and but they mark it up seven grand because they can because the yep. market says that that's what it's quote unquote worth. Yep. Um, and they know that if if someone walks in and says, you know, tries to negotiate and they take off a thousand or two thousand, they're gonna feel like a winner. Yeah. 
they feel like, oh yeah, I just got a, I, I got a really good deal, not knowing that the dealership could have won another five grand or you know four grand. Everything is negotiable. <laughs> the worst you can do is lowball and then come back and say, no, we ain't gonna sell it to eighteen. How about twenty? I would have paid twenty. It was five thousand dollars less. Mm-hmm. But here's another ticket. The Chevy Tahoe was on an Audi dealership lot. There was no business for a Tahoe to be on that no lot. Going so there looking for it. Nobody was looking for it. It wasn't being marketed. Like I said, the son, the owner, the son's owner was using it recreational. It only had 9,000 miles on it. Wow. So when you have the time and education and the right information, you can literally win any deal you want to put on the table. You just got to know your stuff. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that, that is a, that's a good story there. That's a good story. Okay. So, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, uh, this episode, but, um, Eva, if you could leave the people with, um, one last piece of advice when it comes to, you know, purchasing a vehicle, um, you know, and, and in consideration of all the reasons why people, you know, purchase, purchase vehicles, right? We, yeah. we love to always have it be because we just want to, we feel like it and things are good, but oftentimes, sometimes they're not. But what, right. what advice would you give to those folks out there generally about, you know, how they approach purchasing um, cars? You definitely want to put yourself in position to not having to need to purchase a vehicle so that you're not making an emotional transaction. You're not making a desperate transaction happen because those are the transactions that are the most expensive. So get the finances together, get the information, know what you're worth credit wise, because when you walk into a dealership with that posture, They know they are not messing with you. If you love my Tahoe story, I got to tell you maybe in another episode about my infinity story because that one tops the Tahoe story. Nice. Like crazy. (laughs) But um, yeah, to all the listeners, know what you're worth and do what needs to be done to raise those scores so that you have better options. And you're going to save a bunch of money in the future, not just up front with those negotiating deals, but across time, should you decide to finance a vehicle. All right. Well, thank you so much, Eva. And thank you guys all for listening. We will check you guys out on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you're ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered. Thank you.